Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. I'm Simon. And I'm Tony. We are Knee Deep in Tech. This is episode 90 and we have a guest. Indeed we do. And uh, this guest is the uh, group program manager, right? Yes. In identity for Microsoft. Yes. Please let us know a little bit about yourself. Hello, uh, my name is Sam. I am a group program manager in the Azure Identity Division, the Microsoft Identity Division. We deal with identity on the consumer side, the cloud enterprise side, as well as on-premises enterprise side. I started in 1998 in Microsoft straight out of college. And I started in a team called the Distributed Systems Team, uh, which was building the first Active Directory. So I've been in identity uh, since day one of my working career. That's absolutely awesome. I knew that you had been there for a long time and I know your name from ADFS uh, back to probably like version two or something, but oh, yes. I actually didn't know that you were went that way, that far back. <laughs> so the creator of Active Directory pretty much. Uh, at, at least a, a, lot of, a lot of smart minds contributed to it. <laughs> we were successful. We were thankful as well. So. Uh, our focus a lot of it is to continue to kind of enable a hybrid and a cloud viewpoint. Okay, so since we are here at Microsoft Ignite in Orlando 2019, uh, how are you enjoying Ignite this far? Amazing, you know, I think one of the big things that's changed for us is how we build new products and new capabilities. Uh, for us, it's all about talking to customers and understanding where customers are. That really helps us prioritize. Uh, we actually do our planning on a on a Every six months, we call it a semester, and we actually review our plans and readjust every quarter as well. So these conversations uh, at Ignite are hugely beneficial in really focusing or reprioritizing a few things that's already on our radar. So I'm having a really lovely time. Of course, the weather helps a lot, especially considering Seattle is either cold or raining right now. So uh, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. I do actually like the cold and the rain, so this is pretty much torture for me. <laughs> over here. That, that's what you get from being from Finland originally. So um, I want to come back to something you said. You spend a lot of time talking to customers at this event, right? And you also take information from the customers to drive any changes in, in direction. How, how big of a change can a customer really do? Um, given we deal with so many customers. Uh, we are looking for patterns that make sense. Right. And as we talk to more customers, a certain pattern comes out. Like already in the last two days, there are a couple of patterns that I'm like, oh, okay, we've got to go talk, you know, go back to Redmond and talk about it and figure out do we change how we approach it or we need to reprioritize, you know, or, or doing a few things. And I think that's the key because every Identity is a crux, a crucial foundation to all of our customers and getting it right is important for the security of a business as well. So we, we take that pretty seriously. Um, we, we have a lot of forums in which we talk to customers. I travel a lot as well talking to customers. Um, so it, it does, but it doesn't probably change on a monthly basis. Uh, it will influence mainly our semester plans, which is at least on every six months because it's hard for us to constantly keep moving as well. So. Yeah. <clears throat> very cool, very cool. Uh, so, if you may, uh, what is the most exciting new feature in your portfolio being identity here at Ignite? If you're allowed to talk about it, which I suppose you should be. Uh, one? I can't, I can't <laughs> just talk about you one. You can talk about how many you <laughs> like. You can talk about how many you like. Um, I think 
there's different layers. Maybe it's good for me to take a step back in terms of how we are. Like about three to five years ago, we were all about how do we help customers take that first step towards the cloud, uh, whether it was with Office 365 or Azure for that matter. And identity was a crucial part of that, and so customers thought about identity. At that point in time, a lot of it was really focused on how do we enable SSO authentication. But we've, we've kind of gone way beyond that, um, <laughs> where it doesn't matter whether it's our applications or your custom-built applications or uh, uh, another third-party SaaS service, you know, uh, we strive to enable you to connect to our, that seamlessly and securely. Uh, and identity has moved away from just being a platform to really us thinking about it as a business and a solution. Um, and this is where EMS was is a huge driver in how do we think about offering the right set of uh, self-service governance capabilities, security capabilities uh, across that are more solution oriented and rather than how we approached an Active Directory a long time ago, which is, let's build a platform, let's yep. allow a whole bunch of others to essentially start kind of adding more. And now we're thinking more end-to-end -end solutions and so that we can kind of make it easier for customers to handle with identity. So this uh, conference, we are, we've announced so many different capabilities, uh, especially at yesterday's Joy Session, who's our corporate vice president, and Alex Simons, who's my boss, who's the corporate VP for program management. Um, I would probably break it down, and I'm going to pick three that I love, you yep. know, so uh, other than talking about every capability. Mm -hmm. uh, the first is really uh, our continued investments into passwordless. Uh, I think from a security standpoint, we are seeing more and more attacks uh, on enterprises uh, that is related to password-based attacks. It's the weakest link in an enterprise where it's easy for machines to guess passwords. Um, we announced Hello for Business about three years ago, and last uh, Ignite, we announced the Microsoft Phone Authenticator-based sign-in so that we've lit up mobile scenarios to do that. And we're super thrilled to announce Fido for hybrid uh, in this uh, Ignite session. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what FIDO is, FIDO is uh, a remote authenticator. So think of this as like a USB stick that you might have, uh, which gives you strong authentication capabilities that's not passwordless. And the best part of it is that it's not as clunky as some of the password mechanisms or even other single factor, multi-factor options that we have. It is a much more, it's really been focused on how do we drive the right end user experiences. Um, and a big portion of it was how do we offer FIDO capabilities that span both uh, in the cloud for Azure AD and Azure AD applications, as well as on-premises for your Active Directory and your Active Directory applications. So that's the big thing. Most of our customers have been really demanding that, and so we're super thrilled uh, about having that. Uh, yeah, so a quick follow-up on that. Yes. Uh, uh, thought I actually have about the passwordless thing. Uh, what would you say is the usual showstopper for organizations? Why wouldn't they do this? What is the like the greatest hindrance for implementing this? Um, I think for most organizations that we've talked to, these typically tend to be friction points. Uh, uh, the first that is, is they're not aware of the threats of passwords. They are not even sure if they know if they're being attacked yeah. or not. All right? uh, and we are continuing to kind of provide them more and more capabilities that 
give them more awareness. Um, Azure ATA is doing this. Connect Health for ADFS is doing this. So we can bring visibility into first about, and it's amazing, like even uh, my team drives Connect Health for ADFS, and even there, we've had worked so many customers who've detected their attacks purely by seeing a spike in failed logins uh, across their systems and learning about that. So awareness is definitely one portion of that. The second area sometimes customers um, misconstrue is that the goal, you know, the immediately when they when you think passwordless, they, they're immediately caught up with, oh my goodness, I have so many legacy applications that use passwords. That's not going to go away tomorrow. Why do I need to even start today, you know, uh, uh, on the passwordless journey? Uh, I think we are shifting our conversation to say, that's great, all right, um, but you are now accessing more enterprise data from outside your networks, all right? So if you think about it that way, the first goal is how do you ensure that you go passwordless from any scenario that you access from outside the network? And what do I mean by those scenarios? The first scenario is really uh, accessing SaaS applications. Office 365 is a good example, or it could be Salesforce, or it could be uh, a whole bunch of Workday or success factors. It really doesn't matter. How do you enable passwordless access? Because uh, end customers and users are demanding that I can access my work anywhere so that I can be productive as well. Uh, so that's like one scenario. The next scenario is really thinking about VPNs. All right, customers still use VPNs, and usually it's on managed Windows devices. VPNs on mobile devices are present, but a little more less frequent. So how do you enable a passwordless mechanism? Uh, we have this awesome feature in Windows 10, which is a VPN connection that's enabled with your Windows uh, hybrid Azure rejoin or an Azure rejoin device that can uh, get a certificate after I've logged in with your passwordless Hello for Business credential and then connect you in an uh, always connected VPN as a good example. The third area is tends to be reverse proxy solutions. Um, a bunch of customers access web applications inside the network using a reverse web proxy where they authenticate, uh, and that's another prime use case for passwordless access as well. And finally, the net, the big one is VDI. Um, customers go to a VDI gateway, they log in, which can be a SAML-based login with Azure AD, and I can use my passwordless credential, and from there, I might jump onto my VM. Uh, you know, This at least gives you the protection where you do not have any endpoint that can be accessible from the internet that's password. You still might have your LDAP applications that work with password inside your network, but there are other techniques in which you can protect them um, uh, uh, or integrate them with passwordless capabilities. Yeah, that's awesome stuff and I, I've seen many demos on that both last year and this year already so uh, very much looking forward to actually doing a deeper dive on all those, those stuff. Uh, I would also like to know since we are any, talking about the passwordless stuff and the Azure AD uh, in particular so uh, I hear that a Azure AD Connect is actually going away. Um, so the, the question is really, what's happening to that? Is there a replacement already? Uh, and how does that affect the ADFS itself? And what do you see with ADFS going forward? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, when, you, when we say Azure AD Connect is going away, the current implementation of it, it will probably go away. But let's be clear from the get-go. Our goal is to help customers kind of move uh, forward in, in uh, a risk control, a controlled risk manner. All right. Uh, today we have over 
close to a quarter million customers syncing using Azure AD Connect, and nothing's going to go away tomorrow, oh, no. uh, even if we had a full capable solution. Now, what is our, uh, what does that going away mean? You know, the challenge with Azure AD Connect today uh, is the following: one is that you have these complicated rules mechanism that you really need an advanced expert to go manage in, in a bunch of use cases. Yeah, the sync rules, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and additionally, we rely on network connectivity to the, to the source directories for us to kind of be able to sync. Uh, more and more, we're starting to see customers who, uh, who have these disconnected AD topologies. It happens through mergers and acquisitions, as an example. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, customers are really kind of craving for how do you do? Now that's kind of combined with a little bit of our forward-looking view. We want to make this simpler such that we're not putting complicated logic in on-premises uh, infrastructure, which can go wrong easily. We'd rather have you driven by the brain in the cloud uh, to do that. And that's kind of where we're heading. Uh, think of this as a different implementation of sorts. Uh, is where the brain is, is lives in the cloud in our service, and you have a declarative language and rules that tell you what do you want to bring, what do you want to, you know, uh, how do you want to transform it. This gives us the ability for us to scale out as well as, you know, take care, care of some of these disconnected environments. It also offers the ability for us to evolve very quickly in the cloud as we add more capabilities and apply it centrally to all our customers so that we can kind of innovate at a much faster pace as well. Uh, yeah, that kind of sounds like it should be able to do sync from multiple different forests as well in that case. Yes, absolutely. From, with the same brain, so to yes. speak. And that's exactly what we announced uh, in uh, as a public preview coming at the end of this month, is, uh, if I remember correctly, which is uh, that capability where it's a cloud-based provisioning engine with a cloud-based UI, and the data connector, the agent that you drop on your on-premises side is a super simple, hey, install the agent, give me a bunch of creds, and you're done. Yeah, and that's what takes care of the pass-through authentication too, right? Um, in some ways, yes, the same architecture will be there for your pass-through authentication uh, oh, as well. That sounds good, I can't wait to get my hands on Excellent. that. Excellent. Um, so, oh, let me also address the next things, like uh, how do we think about ADFS as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, now, from an ADFS standpoint, um, what is ADFS do? All right, ADFS is really about enabling end users to sign into their applications using more modern protocols. Uh, that gives us the ability to run more interesting scenarios relating to adaptive access. All right, we clear. We're, we're clear. Our cloud-based capabilities are the ones that are going to have more capabilities, um, more security, because there are certain things like risk, uh, which only our cloud systems can actually go do. However. It is our goal to also meet customers where they are at. Uh, uh, it's amazing as to the difference between five years ago and now as to how people think about the cloud. But our customer base, our on-premises customer base with Active Directory is so huge that we have a series of customers that still uh, are on, have not fully gotten to the place where that they can trust or rely on Azure Active Directory at the moment. And our goal from an ADFS standpoint is to be able to continue to support those customers in our platform so that you build apps a single way. Now at some point in time, you're ready to embrace the cloud and you're you know, fully on that journey because that's kind of clearly written in the tea leaves there because it's just a question of time. 
uh, both from an economics and a security standpoint. But when you're ready, then because you built it on our platform with the same libraries that also work with Azure AD, switching those applications to work to be kind of embrace the cloud becomes that much easier. So we will continue to kind of invest as we see fit in making sure that there, our protocols are consistent so that our libraries kind of work uh, and, and we're seeing that message resonate pretty strongly. Now, another thing that to also kind of uh, understand is that on-premises Active Directory is pervasive and is used in so many different scenarios. Uh, we have a lot of scenarios um, that cannot rely on the internet. Uh, uh, for me, there are three kind of core use cases. One is, it's a factory floor. Uh, a loss of internet connectivity or a healthcare kind of related system. A loss of internet connectivity has a huge impact and, and effect. The second is going to be, uh, imagine you're a ship in the middle of the ocean. You don't have high, lit high latency internet bandwidth connectivity to run your apps all through the cloud. So that kind of doesn't work. And the third is really sensitive government scenarios where uh, nothing sees the light of the internet at all uh, and it's all on private networks. So we still have to satisfy a bunch of those use cases and we will continue to support Active Directory. And I think the, the, the industry will shift over a period of time uh, to rely on the cloud. Uh, and, and at some point in time, we'll have to think about what an edge-based identity system uh, is like. Yeah, I've actually heard that challenge before regarding the ships especially, yep. because they can pretty much be like days without any internet connection while on the open seas and stuff. Okay, very fascinating stuff. I don't know, do you guys have anything specific on your yeah. mind? I have one question. You said that your team takes care of the consumer side of identity as well. Uh, how similar are the techno underlying technologies when it comes to the consumer side of things, which I guess would be like Xbox mm -hmm. and so on, compared to the enterprise identity? Yeah. Um, I think over a period of time, we're starting to see more and more need for nearly the same cap yeah. set of capabilities. Uh, there will always be some unique things. Uh, if you think about uh, the, the different personas that we deal with, right, uh, from an end user base, we deal with consumer users for Xbox and Hotmail, uh, but then I still have to think of uh, credentials, yeah. login, passwordless, um, all of those kinds of scenarios are all part of that uh, experience. Then you have enterprises dealing with consumers uh, as well, so same set of scenarios, but I need customized uh, branding, yeah. uh, you know, uh, ability to add additional, augment additional information about those uh, consumers as well. Uh, and that's what our B2C system does. Yeah. Uh, then you've got a set of partners that you deal with. Oh, but I don't need a credential, but I still need to manage the life cycle of, of that from an enterprise standpoint. And finally, em employees as well. So we're starting to see more and more customers demand similar sets of capabilities uh, and our, on our own set of platforms uh, need similar set of capabilities. So uh, I think we, we, are, we will see more and more of yep. similar capabilities across these different use case and scenarios, but there will always be some unique, uh, unique characteristics as well. So, so it, one of the, the greatest thing with teaming up with these guys is that I get to hear and listen to so many awesome things. Because I do data, Tony primarily does infrastructure such as AD and, and that kind of stuff, and, and Simon is the modern workplace guy. So there's so much here that I don't understand, which is, again, amazing. But I want to come back to one thing you said. Five years ago, things were so different. And you started at Microsoft in 1998. And I've heard the term that this is no longer your father's 
Microsoft or something to that mm -hmm. effect. Could you talk a bit about how Microsoft has changed through the years and, and focus when it comes to both customers and we we all been around long enough to hear that the cloud was going to take over everything and suddenly that changed, it became hybrid. And so from from the journey you've been on, where, where did you start and where do you see yourself now and where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Um, I think it comes down to uh, sometimes in identity having spent enough number of years there, uh, there, there are these deja vu moments that you kind of get, you know, again, of uh, dealing with the same kind of a problem, but in a different context with a different set of tools to kind of address yeah. the problem. Um, at the end of the day, for us, it was all about, when we started Active Directory, our goal was, how do we take a siloed world and kind of bring that together uh, because we thought that was needed for enabling, making end user experiences better, as well as enabling them to be productive to sign into their applications. And that's what Active Directory was really about. And then Active Directory grew very quickly into a management stack and a network OS. You know, those uh, a series of capabilities that it grew up. Some of those problems are no different when we think about hybrid or cloud-only scenarios as well. Uh, and that's kind of um, important for us to embrace. The thing that has changed is really the cloud gives us a very unique opportunity to innovate and bring customers forward at a faster pace. And for us to do that right, we have to have the pulse of customers for us to be able to go do that right. And, and it's been an amazing transition, especially for me it's in the last five years. We, you know, in Windows, when, we, when I initially started, we would plan for six months all right, there's nothing, no one's coding anything, you know, practically. Maybe if some prototypes are, you know, happening on, but we'd plan for six months, and then we'd execute for another one and a half years, and then it'll be crunch time for the last one year, you know? Uh, and it used to be slow during the planning phase, and then it starts kind of, you know, heating up, and then kind of goes down. It was a sawtooth pattern. Um, now we're in this continuous delivery model. It, it's all, we're releasing, Every week we're releasing capabilities, you know, across our IND platform in the cloud uh, in, in so many different ways. And, and, and as I mentioned, for us to do it right, we have to have a, a, a customer pulse. In the Windows world, we hoped we built a platform with about a gazillion knobs, which kind of inherently made it complicated. All right. And this was Microsoft. It was not. It was just identity. It was across the different kind of products that we did. And maybe the Office team and the Windows Shell team kind of focused a little more. But we were all platform people. We, and, and now we are in that mode where we need to light up a customer end to end. That starts from potentially where they are and where they need to get to. And we need to be able to map that entire. And if we don't have a good pulse, we will get it wrong. Um, and the other kind of key. So so as a result, in the last five years. We work very hard in building customer relationships, and we do it at so many levels. Conferences like these are there. We have advisors groups that help us, and sometimes we just do design reviews, quick design reviews, and it might even be on a paper with a picture that's kind of uh, taken as well. So that is the core things that you know we've essentially kind of been trying to focus on as to how we kind of get there. The Another important kind of aspect to our thinking is uh, we've got to be better at how we experiment as well. Uh, 
because innovation comes at, a, a, we can be innovative if we are ready to experiment and fail fast. And that's a philosophy we're embracing more and more. Like it's amazing, especially on our consumer platforms, we actually run A-B tests on what's going to improve our sign-up rates based on uh, a few things that we change in our UI as well. So uh, that customer focus is kind of taking us to that next step where, and Satya is a big believer in that as well, uh, which is how do you experiment, you know? You never assume that you're right. Let the data, you know, do the talking for you to uh, tell you what your customers need, whether it is having the conversation or experimentation platforms that help you go do that. So, so this is these are the few areas that we've really changed a lot in that last five years, um, and and we do these customer on sites where they come in and we do like workshops. I'm like me as one of the leaders in the IT division. I, we I travel a lot to go meet up with customers and understand not only what do you need. How can we help you get there? And we have a customer focus team that really sits with customers and kind of helps them achieve their goals. So it's changed quite a bit and I'm super thrilled with that as well. It's always awesome to see customers be successful. Um, so um, we, we are thrilled in the direction that we are at. So it, it's kind of amazing to sit with a gentleman who's been with the company for more than 20 years and still talk about it with such passion. And I yeah. think that's the, that's the kind of passion we feel for working with Microsoft. Absolutely, and well. another thought, kind of funny though, uh, 21 years working with identity on that level and you're still not a schizophrenic, that's impressive. <laughs> so I'm hoping for another 21 years, my friend. It's always a pleasure to read your blog posts, uh, get your Absolutely. ideas and insights. Uh, usually very good links as well on your Twitter. Yep. So the Twitter handle is at MrADFS, right? Yes, my Going Twitter handle is at MrADFS. <laughs> Superb, so it is time to end. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. Thank you. A very, very um, tough learning experience for me because I've learned so much new. These guys are just smiling. And again, thank you very much for coming on. And we will be back in just another day. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.